This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Cawthon. Today, I decided to do something a little different for this podcast of the Working Woman Radio Show. Normally, I interview guests about a variety of topics, and that's been a wonderful experience for me as a host. But with this being the last show of the year, I wanted to spend a little time talking to the women in my audience about taking better care of themselves as we enter uh, this new year. Now, as a wife and mother and working mom, I've learned early on uh, in life that my my life was really no longer my own. And I know that many of you can relate to this. Now, when my kids were little, it was difficult for me to find time to do anything for myself without them being underfoot. Sometimes that even included finding time to go to the bathroom. Now, when they got older, there was still an issue because the driving force of most of the day still centered around their needs and their activities. Add to all of this, the responsibility of trying to earn enough money to live and honoring my commitments to my church and to my community. Sometimes I really felt like I barely had time to think. Because I was making all of these sacrifices, I expected affirmation and I expected gratitude from my family and from others, but many times my work went unnoticed and unappreciated. You guys know what I'm talking about. So this left me feeling very disappointed, angry and depressed, which only further complicated matters. I was in a downward spiral and I realized that I needed to make some changes. So I started giving myself permission to nourish my own body, to nourish my own soul. At first, this was really a struggle for me, but now that my children have grown up and three of them have left home, it's a little bit easier and I'm finally learning how to take time to take good care of me. The funny thing is, the more I talk about this experience with other women, the more I discovered that many of you out there are dealing with the same struggles. We are, we've given so much of ourselves, we feel burnt out. And we need to learn self-care, or at the very least, relearn self-care. Now, let me clarify, ladies, what I mean when I say self-care. Self-care is more than just going to the nail salon to get a mani or a pedi. It's more than just getting your hair done or going away for a weekend with the girls. All of those things are nice to do. Don't get me wrong, but it's not enough. Real self-care is much deeper than those things. It requires that we address our spiritual, our emotional, and our physical needs. So I decided to dedicate today's podcast to the subject of nourishing our bodies and our souls and talk about eight ways that we as women can make that happen in the new year. So let's get straight to it. Number one, I think first and foremost, we have to take the time to eat well. One of the most important things that we can do to nourish our bodies is eating well. Now, this might not sound like it's a big deal, like it's even worth mentioning, but eating is something that we all have to do. And unfortunately, most of us don't do it very well. With all the responsibilities that we have as working women, many times most of us eat very poorly. We grab and eat whatever, wherever, and whenever. 
And that has to stop, ladies. I've recently started using the Trim Healthy Mama Plan, which is a holistic approach to eating. There's no counting of calories, no elimination of any food groups, no deprivation. And I love this program. And it works really well for me. But you can use whatever program you want to use it. It just has to work for you. Now, once you've planned your meals, uh, then make a shopping list and purchase the foods that you need. And these days, you don't even have to physically leave your house to pick out any food. You can shop online like I do. There's Amazon, there's Kroger, there's Walmart. The foods are delivered right to your door. And if you're like me, I order the food online and then I schedule a time to pick it up. Either way, you're really saving time. Now, we've got to fuel our bodies in a way that gives us the energy to be our best selves. But that takes planning, which is the first step in learning how to eat well. So make it a priority to take time in your schedule for planning your meals. Another aspect of eating well is hydration or drinking water. And I found that this is a key element in my wellness plan. Let me tell you, people, bad things happen when you become dehydrated. I know from firsthand experience. Now, according to Dr. Zach Bush, who's a triple board certified physician specializing in internal medicine, endocrinology, and metabolism, dehydration is the epidemic behind all other epidemics. This means that chronic dehydration can lead to other chronic health issues. With that being said, Something as simple as purchasing a water bottle and keeping it with you throughout the day can make a huge difference in the amount of water that you drink. I purchased a water bottle for less than $5 from Walmart and it goes wherever I go. I've had other water bottles in the past, but they didn't work very well for me. They were too big or too clunky, and I eventually stopped using them. Uh, So you might need to try out a few before you uh, find the one that you really like, but it's well worth the effort. Number two suggestion, spend time meditating or being in prayer. It's important that we not only feed our bodies well, but that we also feed our spirits. Spend time reading and meditating on the truths of scripture or other inspirational literature that will fuel your soul and that will inspire your mind. I recently had an article published in the local Atlanta paper called Be a Harriet, the six-step plan for a successful woman. And in that article, I write about how Underground Railroad conductor Harriet Tubman used prayer and faith to propel her forward to freedom. We must develop the discipline of prayer. Now that's easier said than done. And I find that it can be especially challenging for extroverted, hyperactive people like myself. Quieting my mind and getting still takes practice because there are so many competing activities and my mind is constantly thinking about the next thing to do. I found that having a regular time of day to pray as well as using specific passages of scripture from the Bible or from a book of prayers has really helped me to develop the discipline of prayer. I've also found that having a notebook where I can write down my prayer requests so that I don't forget who or what to pray for is extremely helpful. Okay, tip number three, listen to good music. Now I say good because we all know there's a lot of trash out there. Good music, on the other hand, has a way of calming us and uplifting our spirit. 
I grew up singing in the church. So throughout the day, I will break out in song and sing one of my favorite hymns or a gospel piece. My youngest daughter, Adriana, regularly hears me belting out Greatest Thy Faithfulness or Shackles by Mary Mary. And hearing the promises of God as I sing them, it builds my faith and it encourages my soul. When I'm in the car, which I do a lot since I take my daughter back and forth to university several days a week, I really enjoy listening to the soulful sounds of joys, jazz, I'm sorry, from the local jazz station here in Atlanta. These days, you can make your own MP3 playlist and listen to whatever you want. If you use YouTube, you can listen to your playlist for free. There are a lot of commercials and ads on YouTube, though, so you might want to pay a small fee for a service that is ad-free. Tip number four, make time to exercise regularly. It used to be that exercise for me was an option. It was optional. I would say things like, oh, I don't have time now, or I'll do it later, or I'll exercise tomorrow. Year after year of doing this took its toll on my body. But this year, after struggling with high blood pressure issues, I have made exercising a priority. It is no longer an option. For me, exercise has to be simple. I learned a long time ago that if it's not simple, I'm not going to do it. So I love walking outside, usually around the lake at my daughter's university or in the neighborhood. I usually walk about 30 to 40 minutes, five days a week, and I, I feel the difference. Um, if the weather's bad, I sometimes pull up a Leslie Sansone walk fit video via YouTube, or I may pull in a yoga video for stretching and flexibility. doesn't really matter what exercise you choose, just as long as you do it consistently, ladies. My sister and my best friend, Angela, they love to do Zumba, and another friend of mine is really into weightlifting. Now, if you're not convinced about how adding exercise, regular exercise to your schedule can make a difference, let me give you some reasons why you should consider doing it. One, exercise has been shown to improve your mood and decrease feelings of depression, anxiety, and stress. Two, regular exercise has been shown to increase your metabolic rate, which can burn more calories and help you lose weight. Three, exercise plays a vital role in building and maintaining strong muscles and bones. Four, exercise can be a real energy booster for healthy people, as well as for people who are suffering from various medical conditions. And then five, a review of several studies indicates that exercise helps participants with chronic pain reduce their pain and improve their overall quality of life. Now, before I go on, I want to say a quick word to my African-American sisters. Although some of us do exercise on a regular basis, I have personally talked with a number of sisters who have told me that they don't exercise because they don't want to sweat out or mess up the hairdo. Now, I understand that if you just spent a hundred or two hundred or three hundred dollars on a hairstyle, you don't want to mess it up. I get that. But ladies, we do have to keep our priorities in order. What good is cute hair if your heart and your lungs are in bad shape? My advice is to find an exercise that works for you and get moving. Okay, tip number five. Unplug and get some sleep. We live in a highly technical 
world full of laptops and tablets and cell phones. And these tools are great for getting lots of work done. We can do in seconds and in minutes what used to take us hours and days to do. The problem is that sometimes it can be difficult to unplug and shut down all of the technology. It was the best of times and the worst of times. This phrase from Charles Dickens's novel, A Tale of Two Cities, really does sum up how we're living as a society. Studies show that the blue light that comes from our phones and our laptops, it keeps our brains stimulated and it interrupts our sleep. In order to get a good night's sleep, you need at least two hours away from this kind of stimulation to give your brain time to relax. Now I confess, I am pretty addicted to social media and I have developed a very bad habit of looking at my phone in the middle of the night. So putting my phone out of reach helps me not to do this. I've started putting my phone in another part of the bedroom and my laptop absolutely stays in my office. Another thing that can disturb your sleeping patterns is hormonal imbalance, which is something that I've been struggling with ever since perimenopause and now full-blown menopause has kicked in. So it's been, um, it's been since about age 42 for me. Between the night sweats and the trips to the bathroom, I was lucky if I got five sleep, five nights of sleep at all. So this went on for a decade or more. And let me tell you folks, lack of sleep for long periods of time can really wreck your life. It can make you short-tempered and irritable and depressed, um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So I began to do some research and I discovered that one of the things that I was suffering from was a magnesium deficiency. Magnesium, as you may know, helps the muscles in the body to relax. So I found um, some magnesium. I actually started using a product called Seven Minerals Magnesium Cocoa Butter Cream. I use a cream because I really don't like taking pills. I have an issue with that. So the cream is just, it goes into my skin. It's um, absorbed transdermally. I use about a half a teaspoon a day on my skin and it has helped me tremendously and I'm sleeping better now than I have in a long time. So ladies, here's my suggestion. Close the laptops, shut off the phones, turn down those lights, put the music on low, rub a little bit of that magnesium on and let's get some sleep. All right, tip number seven, spend time with good friends. We are all very busy, I know this, and sometimes it feels frivolous to take time out of our schedule to be with friends, but it is not. Regularly spending time with friends can be one of the best investments of your life. But good friendships don't happen, they don't just happen. Um, like with any relationship, they are built over time. They require deliberate care, they require attention. So plan to go to lunch or have a dinner date with a girlfriend or two. Coordinating and syncing schedules, they can be tricky, but it might take a few times um, for y'all to come up with a day or a time that works for everybody, but it's worth the effort. So keep that in mind. Now, if you have more time, you might be able to do a weekend getaway. Mind you that the weekend doesn't have to just be limited to women. For years, my husband and I hosted a couples retreat uh, weekend up at Lake Junaluska Conference and Re Retreat Center in Asheville, North Carolina. Those weekends in the mountains of North Carolina with our friends were some of the best times of our lives. So it doesn't have to just be limited to girlfriends. It could be a couple's time. 
I love social media, folks, but I'm telling you, there is no substitute for face-to-face -face time with friends. Nothing takes the place of human contact. We need real community, and without enough of it, we suffer. Okay, moving on to number seven, claim your space. If you have not done so already, carve out a space in your house that's solely just for you. The space doesn't have to be very big. It doesn't even have to be a, a complete room. It could be a desk in a, inside of an empty closet, as long as it's quiet and a dedicated area for your purposes. A few years ago, I converted my son's old bedroom into my home office, and it was one of the best things I've ever done for myself. No one else in the household, and that would be my husband and my youngest daughter, is allowed in, the, in that space. Nobody else uses that space but me, unless I specifically give them permission to do so. Having a place to go where I can think and where I can plan and pray and work has been cathartic. It's been healing for me. I don't ever have to worry about my important papers getting moved or somebody coming behind me and using my computer and deleting a document if I'm in the middle of a project and need a break. So find a space in your house that's just for you uh, and make it your own. Uh, it'll be well worth the time. Number eight, keep a journal. I have always been secretly jealous of people like my husband who have the discipline to keep a journal. And although I, in the past I had made several attempts, I never had much success. By nature, I'm pretty hyperactive and I have difficulty staying in one place for any length of time. Sitting and writing down my thoughts seemed boring and like a waste of time. But let me tell you, going through menopause changed all of that for me. I think it's been nature's way of slowing me down. Journaling gives me an opportunity to reflect and record my thoughts and provides a safe place for me to dump some of my emotional baggage. It's been one of the most beneficial things that I've done as I've journeyed through this change of life. Now, how and when you journal really depends on what you're going through in your life at that time. There are days when you may feel upset and anxious and you may want to write like heck. And then there are times when you may only write a brief note. Whatever the case, you can go to your journal and write about whatever you're feeling at that moment without any fear of repercussions or consequences. You don't ever have to worry about saying the wrong thing because there is no wrong thing. It's just a great place to go in a load. It's a safe place. So these are just a few suggestions that I want to give you for nourishing your soul, nourishing your body, and going into the new year, um, doing the next thing, the next best thing, so that you can be your best selves. Well, folks, our time together is just about up. If you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to subscribe and to share and to download the Working Woman Radio Show podcast, which can be found online at www.ultimatechristianpodcastnetwork.com. Um, I will also make available the links to some of the resources I talked about uh, in the show just now. Uh, on this episode, I'll put those on my Working Woman Radio show show page. So make sure to visit. I believe the resources there will be a big help to you. For more information about upcoming or previous podcasts, you can also go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page. Also, please feel free to leave a comment on the Facebook page because I really do want to hear from you. 
God bless. Happy New Year. And we'll see you next time on the Working Woman Radio Show.